0: hey guys welcome back to break the gate podcast today we have ufc announcer ring announcer joe martinez uh joe thanks so much for coming on the
1: podcast today hey chris my pleasure man thanks for having me
0: yeah absolutely so this is a question we have everybody we ask everybody um you know that comes in the podcast uh how did you get to the role that you're in right now
1: uh, with with WEC or I'm sorry with UFC? Uh just as a yeah, just as
0: UFC or with UFC as a ring announcer. Uh well yeah, I guess it came
1: because of WEC. Um okay. years ago, um, before I was even with WEC, Tito Ortiz was doing a um uh a signing or something over in downtown Disney in Anaheim. And I was like, shoot. And my wife said, go make a you know, make a DVD and start sending them out to all these promoters. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I did. Made a little demo, which is still on YouTube today. It's very old. <clears throat> but um, I handed it to Craig Borsari. And uh, I don't know if he ever watched it. I asked him a couple years ago. You know, I said, hey, did you ever happen to check it out? Or do you even remember that moment? And yeah. he says, yeah. Well, that was it. Anyway, just getting in front of him, that's not why I think um, it It happened, but, um, and I wasn't honestly even persistent, um, and I encourage persistence because, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know. You're either going to get a yes or a maybe or or stop. Um, I wasn't that persistent, uh, and it just worked out. I met Reed Harris at WEC and Lemoore, and um, shortly after that, you know, was signed with WEC, and they were under the Zufa banner. <clears throat> and it was a nice it was a nice run for a few years. And, you know, when the merge happened, there was no room for me, obviously. Um, it's Bruce's yeah. gig. Still Bruce's gig. Um, sure. And I'm happy to, to work when I'm called. And uh, I'm yeah. in a better role, I think, today than I was, you know, initially when I signed with UFC, which was uh, 2012.
0: How did you know that uh, ring announcing was something that you wanted to even try to audition for? Did you just kind of... Do it here and there, and your wife is like, "Wow, you got a really good, you know, announcing voice." Or were you just like, "Let me just see what happens. I think this might be cool." No, I was I
1: was more encouraged in high school. Um, initially, I wanted to be a park ranger. I, I love the outdoors, hiking, camping, fishing—anything that has to deal with with being away from people. Which is oddly enough, I now work around tons of people, um, but yeah. I, I like a little bit of seclusion every now and then and uh not to say i'm reclusive but it uh it's good for me you know and and i enjoy that, that sure. part of life um as far as uh knowing when um i used to watch headline sports in you know earl van earl van wright or whatever they'd come on and they'd do a little spiel like it's 20 to 50 minutes past the hour time for headline sports and i would recite it over yeah. and over and my dad said hey you know that sounds pretty good. You, you, know, you might consider going into the, the sports field. And I mean, I'm a sports yeah. guy. And uh, as it would work out, you know, I, I went to college and used my voice for for every sport I could find. You know, hey, do you need an announcer? I can do it. I can do it. And, and just being yeah. available and being a yes man at that point and saying absolutely yes to everything, no didn't exist in my vocabulary. Um, and I ended up announcing the women's college world series. I toured with the Olympic team for a couple of years. I toured with the Harlem Globetrotters basketball team for a couple of years. Um, and it's just taken me to places all over the world that I never even imagined, um, that a glorified name caller could get to, you know, so it's just, it's mind blowing, honestly. And it, it, but it it was a process and it, it just, it was diligence. It was, um, it was knowing the right people. And I think it's just finding your your way you know finding your voice and uh, and just doing the job right.
0: yeah absolutely. so you mentioned uh, yeah. diligence persistence. are there any other kind of essential key things that you should have to be able to get into the uh, the ring announcer role?
1: as a uh, well a ring announcer I think it's gotten it's get has it gotten carried away I think some guys carry it away a little bit. Um, I think Bruce is great, uh, buffer and what he does mm-hmm. and he's Bruce buffer. There's, there should right. only be one Bruce buffer and too many right. people I think try to imitate. And that, that can be a bit, um, overbearing, I think, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary. I, I just think if you want to get in that role, find your own voice, find your own style, um, I kind of patterned myself after Michael Buffer and Jimmy Lennon Jr. I thought they were the two cleanest announcers in the sport. Uh, yep. Very just methodical in what they do. Great flow, uh, enunciation, pronunciation, and and knowledge. And and if you and if you can project that and be clean, I think then you're you're right where you should be. But yeah, when, you're just, when you're just when you're rolling around or screaming or. You know, whatever antics people think they need to have to, to gain some type of advantage over somebody, then you become a part of the show. And I don't think announcers should become a part of the show. You're not there to be. It's not sure. Joe Martinez presents UFC tonight. It's not. Sure, if, right. If, you know, if people appreciate what I do, great. If they don't, yeah, that's fine. I don't have social media, yeah. so you can't even bother me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was a, another question I was going to have, you know, what uh what it's like being kind of following up to to guys like, you know, Mike Buffer, or being compared to some of those other guys who are big uh, you know, announcers in the industry. Uh yeah, I don't
1: I don't even try. I don't even try. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, if people say, "Hey, you're the next this or that." I I don't agree. Um I'm where God's got me. I'm where he wants me. And that's really yeah. all that matters to me. Cause I know this can all end in a moment and, um, Absolutely. And, and it's happened before. So I don't put sure. too much, put too, I don't put pressure on myself to be who people want me to be or who they think I am. I'm just me. I'm just yeah. me. And if I'm, I'm you can only on be check, the best version of you. Right. Exactly. Everybody else is taken. So be the best you, um, yeah. And, you know, that's what I try to to pass on to my kids and to anybody else that I talk to. I'm like, you got you got one shot at being you, you know, and, and do the best you yeah. can. And, you know, mm-hmm. make good choices, surround yourself with the right people, surround yourself with good people. If someone's building you up, they're the right person. If they're constantly bringing you down, then you've got a cancer in your life. You need to get that removed. And that's yes, one you absolutely. can actually remove. You know it's this is not a a death sentence this isn't that cancer you're not terminal um but people can suck life out of you and i've been down that road and you know i've i've had suicidal thoughts i've attempted it you know years and years and years ago and and you know it's it's i'm glad to say that it didn't happen you know i'm glad as well and and uh and i'm an advocate for mental health you know i I do believe that people should constantly be seeking help. Um, constantly Agreed. seek conversation. And, and never think that you're so far gone that you're not worthy, because God doesn't make mistakes. Yep. And, and struggles in life are exactly that. If you're struggling with something, you're not doing it, you're struggling, and it's okay to struggle. It doesn't mean right. that you've fallen. So yep. I, I believe in, in sharing your struggles with other people, like minded people, because man, we're all processing something. And if you're just bouncing <laughs> it off true. the mirror, you know the the devil's a liar. So yep. find the right find the right ears to hear and exactly. share. Yes, absolutely. And it's
0: something that doesn't get talked about enough. You know, mental health, especially in the entertainment industry, and uh, you know, I always try to you know bring it up. You know, especially if the the guest that I have on is passionate about mental health, I always try to you know include it. You know, because people need to know that it's okay to talk about those things. And especially if they are hearing somebody like you or, you know, some of the other um, guests that I've had on who they may look up to and say, Oh, wow. You know, Joe Martinez is, you know, taking mental health seriously. You know, that's really cool. Maybe I should start doing that too. You know? So it's, it's very important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, I know you're pretty notorious for being able to say fighters names pretty well. Um, how do you get yourself familiarized with uh, the fighters' names uh, and the backgrounds, you know, and, and the many different things that comes with that fighter?
1: Well, the the, the world we live in today is so much easier to uh, perfect yourself as far as phonetics go, because everybody says their name somewhere. And it's very sure. easy to find. And... That's, I mean, that's still hard work to go find that, right? You <laughs> dig them up on social right. media just to hear them say their name or something. And in, in UFC, I mean, we're we're blessed beyond imagination. I mean, back in the day, I would have to go, like, locker room to locker room, finding, like, Hector Jimenez, finding out what his nickname is, or, you know, yeah. where he's really from. Just you had to really dig and do research, like, on site, which wasn't a big deal. But when I got over to Zufa, you know, with WEC – you get a bio file and it's got all their stats. It's got their favorite colors and ice cream flavors. You name it, <laughs> um, laid out for you. I'm like, I don't have to go into the room and talk to anybody. Like, no, it's wow. Weird. So then now even further than that, uh, we get audio files. So, so, huh. so guys will sit down with, with whoever and they'll voice their audio file and it, it gets put into the library and, When the fight comes up, we get the whole list. Tom Gervaisi sends it all out to everybody and boom, here you go. Now you have all the audio audio files or Heidi, Heidi Dean from UFC will compile that stuff. Tom Gervaisi sends out all the bio. It's like the God sheet of all the information you need. So the preparation now is just, are my notes correct? You know, I write everything down. I I, uh, scan it, send it to to UFC and then Michael LaPlante will look at it and he'll say, everything looks great or. Hey, you know, this guy's five, six and a half, you know, let's <laughs> just so everything matches up. But gosh, I mean, it's, it's so easy nowadays. There's no, there's no legwork going into this stuff anymore.
0: Yeah. It's almost do you get fighters that are, you know, if you make a mistake, do you get fighters that are really anal on the make sure you get everything right?
1: Who did we just have? So we, we just had UFC last week. We had um, uh, Torres, Manuel. Torres. Mm, and he's okay. he's from um I can't think of the name of the town he's from, but it's in Chihuahua. So but I had the bio info had said he was from Tijuana. So I was like from Tijuana, oh. California. And he's looking at me and he's like, No, Chihuahua. He's yelling at me, Chihuahua. <laughs> and I'm all broke, stop. I'm in, you know, I'm yeah. going, I'm not gonna stop and say, What? Huh? Oh, okay. Well, correction. No, I just had to roll through it. So then after yeah. the fight, I said, you know, I talked to him and And he told me the town he was from. So I said, and your winner from blah, blah, blah. So at least I got to give him some love, you know, for the because I know. And that's what I tell other announcers is like, you can get everything wrong. It doesn't matter. Stats don't matter. But if you get where they're from wrong, that that Mm. is worse than getting their name wrong. So, I mean, I will walk up to a fighter. I will go over to them in the corner and say, hey, how do you say the name of your town? You know, and they'll tell me. It's, the thanks pulling, the, you know, however they, you know, whatever it is, uh, just because I want to be correct. I mean, I'm pretty confident right. in the name, but I mean, honestly, dude, sometimes there's names that I'm like, oh, I hate to say this out loud and even broadcast yeah. it, but I'm like, I hope this guy doesn't win just so I don't have to say it again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: That, That's honestly how I would think too. So don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> No, phonetically speaking, I'm terrible at pronouncing stuff, so
1: <laughs> Oh man, I write out phonetics all the way. I mean, I gotta get it. And I'm very um, I'm very precise. I have to get it right. And tell you, man, I mean, we are our own worst critics, and when I get something sure. wrong, nobody notices it but me, and I wear myself out. I'm like, Oh, you're yeah. so dumb, you know. You just you wear yourself out about it. I had a fighter yeah. years ago, she was from Minneapolis, St. Paul. In Minnesota and I said and I kept saying I said from Minneapolis I couldn't say Minneapolis so I yeah. introduced her from Minneapolis after the <laughs> fight I'm like okay she won and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna get it right. I'm gonna say from Minneapolis. So I go from Minneapolis. I said it again. And I'm like, Laura, what's wrong with me, man? Right. <laughs> uh, and I just said, you know what? I give up. I'm I'm done. Right. I'm done.
0: Right. <laughs> as long as she wasn't upset about it, a whatever. We some, and, yeah. Yeah. And some people in Minneapolis probably say it the same way. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. So uh what is, uh, what do you think your role kind of plays in, in, in the atmosphere of, uh, of the ring? You know, uh, I know that, uh, a lot of people, they get kind of pumped up when they start hearing, you know, your voice or somebody uh-huh. else's voice. Do you think that it plays a uh, big into uh, uh, an atmosphere or do you feel like this is something <clears throat> that you know, you may, it may not contribute.
1: No, I think it does. I think it does contribute to the atmosphere. Um, when I think there's a reason why we get hired. I mean, I'm not a, a self, you know, glorifying person by any means, um, but I do know what my capacity is, what I can bring, what my levels are as far as energy. Um, I'm not the guy that's gonna roll around and scream. It's just never has been me. And like I said, it's not Joe Martinez presenting. Um, sure. I'm, there to, I'm there to be in the foreground but not be a part of the show and if i can mm, do that yeah. perform that in 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 a respectful way where both sides are getting equal love they're both getting built up and they're both feeling great about being inside the octagon or the ring wherever we are then i've mm-hmm. done my job and if fans appreciate it cool you know um and i think we're in a, a world today where you know people are looking to to outdo each other in the ring you know like well i got to come up with a new phrase, you know, and you're never going to be, you're never going to beat. Let's get ready to rumble. Never. There's exactly. nothing, yeah. nothing better, you know, and right. that will, I believe will go with Michael when he's gone, it's gone. He's 78. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately we don't see him around as much as we did, you know, even five years ago. Um, and, and, and Bruce, you know, it's time. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. You know, these are exciting things. And, mine's mine's a bit generic it's worked you know judges right. are ready the fighters are ready make some noise if you are ready yeah it's generic um, sure. but like i said i'm not going to top let's get ready room i'm not going to beat it right right so i quit trying years ago you know <laughs> uh, you know not not that yeah. it was like i needed to but i figured look if you you can just say this is it's time for the main event and people are still going to be happy right you know? yeah and absolutely. for for me i think what I've found to be comforting to the local uh, scene is I always will drop the name of the city, mm. you know, and it could okay. be, it could be grand forks, you know, and if I say grand forks, they're going to lose their mind. Yeah. You know, If I San Diego mix if I say San Diego, they've already lost their mind. They don't even hear anything yeah. past San Diego. Like, oh my God. Fair enough.
0: Mm-hmm. They said they're my city. Down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's cool how yeah. do you think the creative process was for things like let's be ready to run or let's ready to uh michael's is this, was, yeah yeah yeah
1: well uh, from my understanding is he had heard it he heard it from some other gentleman years and years ago um so i don't yeah. think it was fully created but then again i don't i don't know yeah,
0: sure honestly. yeah
1: but yeah i know michael has had tried i've read articles about him you know trying out different things like Time to man your battle stations, or you know, yeah, 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 just different stuff. Um, sure, and something caught, and and God bless him, man. I mean, the, the guys made a killing uh, financially off of that trademark, and then with Bruce helping him along the way. I know Bruce was a was a huge uh, part of of that company growing to what it is today. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, you still see him everywhere.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. incredible.
1: Yeah, it's incredible absolutely. That you can coin, you can coin, you know, five words, and, uh, <laughs> and they're yours forever.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Have you thought about uh, moving into the realm of commentary?
1: It, it's too much homework, brother. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it really is, and I think at at a level for me that I would be getting into would would be pretty entry, you know. An entry-level position, and uh, that's when you go back to doing that that groundwork. Sure, you know, you're paying dues all over again. Uh, the work isn't done for you, so you're getting your bio information from the fighter probably right after he got off the scale. <clears throat> yeah, so there's no pre-production video montage. Yeah. You know, interviews, fight pre-fights. Sure, um, and that's how I felt would feel like anyway like yeah, I really got to do right. a lot of homework here. So I, I think yeah. at my age, I'm I'm 48. Um, I think I'm at a, a point in my life where I'm very comfortable in what I do. Um, to venture off uh, and try something different, really, it it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. I'm not enticed right now. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Not because I'm, I'm lazy, lazy, just because I'm 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 comfortable. I'm raising my kids. Sure. You know. So yeah. The more time I get to spend with them, the 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 better. the better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How would you tell somebody now to uh how they could get into your type of role? Because obviously things have changed since you've you started, you know, people yeah. are no longer probably doing DVDs anymore. And maybe
1: it's more of a in-person audition or yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole nother ball game now. I mean, I had I've done some physical auditions like in front of people. Uh, and then sending out the demos back in the day. Uh, my wife actually is encouraging me right now to start an announcer school, <clears throat> which I don't, be cool. I don't know what that looks like yet. I'm still kind of sure. thinking about it. But I mean, honestly, I do at least once or twice a week, I'm getting messages from people on LinkedIn or or that have uh, come across an email asking me how to get into it. So um, I am pretty open about it and, and I will share because I, I feel like that's necessary. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have yeah. somebody that, that winged me in any way. I just, I was I was fortunate to be in the right place at the right time and meet the right people along the way that sure. you know, propelled me into places that I, like I said before, I mean, I can't even believe sometimes I'm, I'm where I'm at. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm in yeah. Singapore. I'm in the, one of the most beautiful countries in the world. I'm in Stockholm, Sweden. You know, walking across a bridge in this land that, oh my, you know, everybody (laughs) should get to experience this. Some people don't even leave their hometowns. You know, when I moved to Georgia, you know, five years ago, people were like, you're from California? I'm like, yeah. They said, man, I've never been past the Mississippi. like, well, (laughs) there is another world over there. There there is, yeah. There's a lot to see, and this country is so beautiful. The most amazing thing that I had ever done was sell everything I own and buy a motorhome pack my kids into it and travel the country yeah. for a year and we did 43 states and we homeschooled wow you know, and we'd get to a different state and that's where i would fly to work i would yeah you know myrtle beach fly to wherever i had to be fly back to myrtle and then we'd keep going you know we just did sure. that for a year that's how we ended up with georgia but how you know that how was that's the fruit of the labor i guess yeah how was
0: that like? You know, selling everything you had, you know, with uh, the kids, and then moving it into an RV. I mean, was that yeah? Was that tr- oh, tough in the beginning or?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, your your first two weeks, you're uh, there's no private space. You know? Sure. You all, you're of course, you're gonna naturally overpack. So we yep. uh, we got rid of two massive, hefty bags of stuff, clothes and junk that we realized we didn't need i mean heck you you might wear two different pairs of shorts and two pairs of jeans and five yep. shirts and you're doing laundry you know <laughs> that was a, yeah. you you find out you're you becoming a minimalist there's a reason why people love it and that's exactly yeah. how it was it was the most liberating thing i've ever done i was so free of uh, of the concrete jungle and just enjoying and embracing the time that I got to spend with my kids and, and my family, and seeing everything that we saw on television in person or read about to actually sure. physically touch it and experience, you know, try and put yourself in a moment. Like, wow, this this is incredible. Like we went to Plymouth, yeah. you know, where the, the pilgrims landed. And, and there's a monument to the forefathers that I got a buddy lives in Boston. He says, man, I lived here 40 years and didn't even know this. 88 foot statue was here, what? You know, and I found it. Wow, you know, online? Just I saw sure. it on Amazon Prime, and I watched a documentary that Kirk Cameron did on this. It's called the Monument to the Forefather. I'm like, that's dope. Yeah. We got to go check it out. Yeah, and you know, and I'm telling him. And he goes, what? No, I'll see you there. But I've never heard of this. <laughs> he gets that like, he's blown away. I'm like, Dad, yeah. this is cool, dude. Yeah you know, and the the freedom trail in Boston and you think about Paul Revere and the British are sure. coming, you know, all this crazy <laughs> stuff that, you know, this country has gone through. And then when you go outside the country into another world, like I've been to Jordan and I've been to Jordan nine times and really, okay. Think I was United deployed States. out in Jordan. Oh yeah, dude. What a, yeah. what a freaking place. I mean, and it's a Western culture, so it's super cool. Um, yeah. but to, to be there and you're thinking like, I think of America like, man, we're we're you know two hundred years old, sure, and we've we've come we've come a long way. Two hundred fifty years, we've come a long way. And you think of yeah. stuff that's so old, but then you go over there and you're at the citadel, and you're like, yep. whoa! I mean, this is two thousand years old. This is Jesus yeah. time. And, yeah, and then I see I see driving down the road. It says Damascus, and I'm like, Damascus. The road to Damascus, like. <laughs> That's where Saul was going down the road to Damascus, you know? right. and when when he was blinded and like Jesus came to him and why do you persecute me and I'm like whoa like these yeah. are this is it <laughs> like a piece this of history where this stuff happened oh my yeah. gosh it's crazy it's just it that's amazing me away, yep. man. yeah
0: yeah I went to Petra and that was I was just mind blown you know i've yeah. never seen anything like it never seen anything that old you know then we went to the red sea you know and got to do the clay mud thing and you know and then i yeah. floated on the red sea you know because it's such a high salt density that you just float you don't even sink <laughs> you know or the, and, the dead uh, sea? yeah yeah the dead sea sorry i said the red yeah. sea yeah um but yeah yeah it's yeah, awesome. it's, it's such a, an amazing experience to go outside of the country and, and i and i get it some people don't have the the being able to do it. But even as you said, yeah. like, you know, you're in the United States, you can explore the United States, Yeah, you know, even if it's something going to the next town over, you know, and, and checking right. out some of the things that they got there, you know, just, just live life, you know, and it's such a cool Absolutely. experience for your kids too, to be able to learn history outside of the books, you know, yes. you know, you kind of you more or less almost experience it firsthand. Right. right? You know, but yes. yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. And kudos to you for, you know, being in, um, you know, our RV for a year with your wife and kids, you know, uh, yeah. I like my personal space too. So <laughs> I can only imagine that they probably got, your kids probably got tired of it after a little while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't necessarily enjoy it anymore. Uh, my son still does, but my daughter, she's going to be 15. Okay, She's like, uh, uh-uh, nope, not interested.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, are there any I know you, you mentioned you didn't necessarily have a mentor, you know, uh, but did you have any specific people in mind that you were trying to kind of gear your personality towards or I know, I know you're very much of a be your own person type of thing, but even just some kind of a guidance, you know, okay, maybe I should start doing things like this. You know, was there anybody yeah. that was like that?
1: Uh, it would probably be my wife. Honestly, I mean, oh, she, okay. she's a very, very, um, not, not a book smart woman, um, but sure. she's very in touch with, uh, I don't what I want to say here, um, her compass of people, like the way she, she can gravitate towards people, people gravitate towards her and the way she carries herself, her mannerisms, her understanding. I'm a, I'm a joker. I mean, I mess around too much sometimes. And i think initially i was very sure. immature uh in getting into the sport and and i didn't i didn't even meet my wife until later on i mean i'm probably 10 years into it by the time i met my wife so I was kind of set in my ways i mean i was fun i just had fun all the time i mean my life was a freaking party you know I, yeah i go to a show like after the show we're sitting around drinking beers and just messing around and being silly uh um, yeah and then you know after i get married uh, you know, in 2012, 10 years about after we got married, you know, my whole life changed. I'm like, okay, this, this pattern that I'm doing, this isn't healthy anymore. You know, I'm married now. I have kids. I need to really worry about my character. Like, who am I in public? You know, and yeah. who am I in private? Am I two different people? Am I, you know, who am I is basically the question I had to answer. And that's when I decided, look, I'm, I'm following Christ and I'm going to be Christ wherever I go. So when I got saved in 2012, I mean, yeah, initially I'm like saved and I'm on fire for God. Well, now I have yeah. to start removing things from my life that aren't good. I had to start cutting the rope. You know, things that were holding me down. And, um, and I really just sold out for the Lord and decided this is how I'm going to be. This is who I'm going to show my kids to be. And I'm going to be an example wherever I go. So you'll know them by their fruit. When my kids, you see them and they're acting right, that's because my fruit is good. If my kids are yeah. acting up and they're acting wrong and they're being a clown out in the streets, then I'm not, I'm doing something wrong. So I had to really sure. reel myself in. And it's not, I'm not saying my parents didn't do a good job of raising me. I mean, my, my upbringing was, was kind of a, Hey, good luck. You know, yeah. here's the tools. But I had an absent father who was a drug addict, um, alcoholic, abusive. So I learned violence very early in life. And when I share my testimony, because my mom got remarried and my stepdad came into my life and that's who I called dad. So when I share with people, I said, look, I learned two things in life and I learned them early. The first thing I learned was how to hate. And I learned hate mm-hmm. uh, so good that it's the only thing I wanted to do. I wanted to be mean sure. and angry all the time. But then when I met my dad, my stepdad, I learned love and I learned how to be a man and be compassionate and understand people. But hate was so strong in my life that it took me probably I would say until 2012, when my marriage was falling apart, when I didn't know what direction I was going in life anymore. Where I said, Look, I got this is my come to Jesus moment. I'm either yeah. gonna get right, or stay wrong and lose everything. Sure. Yeah. And, and that was it. That's when it started to click and say, Okay, I'm gonna sell out and I'm gonna do this. Um, and not, and it's not easy. Because right. it, when you're working in a secular environment, which we've all, all pretty much are, but when you're in an entertainment, you know, in the entertainment industry, and you can understand why Hollywood is the way it is because like sure. everything is at your fingertips. What do you want today? Who do you want today? How many do you want today? That's the type of, of attitude that comes with that, uh, that, I guess, lifestyle, right? Sure. And it, it start, when everything's just handed to you at at the snap of your fingers, but it, but then you realize this is empty. There's there's no substance here anymore. And, yeah. and when's the next fix? It's a drug. You know, the first time you get you get loaded, you're like, dang, that was great. The second time you're like, dang, I need more oh, I need more, I need yeah. more. And it, you never yep. get it again. Um, Absolutely. But I found that with with God, I'm never without it. You know, I'm always, always seeking more. And when I'm struggling, and I'm feeling empty, I don't have to turn to a bottle or a pill or a joint or a line or anything. I just can turn to him and, yeah. and receive in that moment. And sometimes it's just be quiet, just be at peace right here. Um, but yeah, I mean, the enemy is, is on full attack. And I mean, I'm going to, I just go there because I love to talk about Jesus and what he's done in my life, but I will just go there and tell you that I know that the devil, his tactics, I know what his plan is for this world. And he's attacking our kids. And I think parents out there need to wake up because too many of us are just asleep at the wheel saying, oh, he's young, he's going to make mistakes. Well, you know what? He's young and he's going to make mistakes. But we need to correct quickly. And we need, to, we need them to understand that there is a better path for your life. And just because you're young and you're under the influence, just because the world says, hey, man, pot's legal, doesn't mean, hey, I'm going to give you a joint and let you smoke it. Or just because sure. uh, there's strip clubs and you can walk in and look at girls naked doesn't mean you should be going in there you know there's there's right, things right. we have got to sit we have to set the, the bar high for our kids and we have to put boundaries around our kids and they're not going to like it and they're going to chase after the wrong thing that's natural but at the end they're going to know hey this is where i, I belong when they're struggling yeah. they're going to know who to come to so absolutely i thought I, I went down a little path. bit far i <laughs>
0: That's okay. I, I, I like conversation. I like banter like this, you know, I, this is great. And I, like I said, I, I applaud you for finding your path and being able to, you know, be someone that your kids can look up to, you know, coming from a, a more or less rough upbringing, you know, and I think, you know, I can share that, that same upbringing as you do, you know, so it's, it's nice to be able to see, you know, somebody as yourself who's been able to, you know, um, find their path in religion and and you know and God and being able to uh, you know share that love with other people. You know, I right. think it's really amazing. Um, have you felt like there in the entertainment um, role? Have you felt like there was a lot of um, opportunities to stray from from the, from that path? Or did you or did you kind of have like a already like this predisposition thought process is like, this is what this is what the thought or this is what's going to happen, you know, and it kind of stayed that way the entire time?
1: Uh, I mean, for, for me, it's not, I mean, as a ring announcer, I'm really not an entertainer. Uh, like I said before, I'm mm-hmm. a glorified name caller that works in entertainment in the industry, <laughs> the sports industry. Sure. Um, and that's kind of how I put it today. Prior to today, though, I might have put myself on a pedestal like, yeah, look at what I get to do. Look at where I am. Look at who I am and and who I'm hanging out with today or taking selfies with whoever um, before selfies were a thing. And um, I I think I just grew out of it. I grew out of it because I I saw the destruction that that, uh, it was bringing into my life. And I mean, when I was delivered from alcohol, I was actually in a bar in Cork, Ireland, and it was August 17th of 2014. I'm doing a bar walk and I, I saw a demon before my face, before my eyes, a woman's face transformed. And I was like, what, I mean, it just dropped me. Whoa. And I said, I'm leaving. I went to my buddies. I said, let's get out of here. And they're like, no, have a beer. And I walked out of the bar and I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting anything. You know, it was just a regular yeah. normal time. I wasn't drunk in any way. And I uh, went back to my room after I got in the cab, and I went back to my room. And I just said, I said, God, I, I see it. I glorify you. And I give it to you. I'm, I'm done. But I couldn't understand yeah. it. And I, I told my wife, I said, I don't understand why he showed me that or the devil revealed himself to me. And she, you know, she says, because you were on a path of destruction, if you kept going, down that path, you were going to destroy. And like I told you, I'm gonna destroy my wife, my family, I'm gonna destroy destroy my career, who knows. But but that's how the devil works. And he's the devil's a beautiful person, like, beautiful on the inside and outside. I mean, Lucifer, he was one of the three of uh, Archangels of God, you know, Michael Gabriel and Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And he was the, the, the one of light, and just beautiful. And, um, and that's scary because the, the devil, the image we see today or think of today as the horns and the real demonic, scary presence. That's not the devil. You know, that's, that's a scary thing, but the sure. devil not, he's not ugly. You know, he's sneaky. Yeah. Right. You know, right. He, he wants to destroy <laughs> you. He's got, he's got three agendas, steal, kill and destroy. You know, and that, yep. None of those are good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I think agree. just identifying that, that type of life for me was was enticing initially um sure and it it sounded fun it looked good it was entertaining but at the end of the day it was empty
0: right i mean would you feel that like a large part of this job is still networking i mean you, you kind of have to have that component to be able to keep getting more ringing out uh ring gigs you know of some sorts
1: uh, I would say for sure starting out. That, yeah. I mean, for guys yeah. that are starting out in the industry, definitely. I mean, build your portfolio of people and, and know who is who um, and, and talk to other announcers. You know, what are they dealing yeah. with? Who are they dealing with? Are they getting paid? Is the guy bouncing checks? Are they a legit sure. company? Are they going to stick around? You know, and I, even today, you know, I've worked with, with people in the in recent years within the last five, that have uh, have bounced checks on me and i'm like yo man yeah I mean, come on not That's that not you cool. shouldn't be doing it to me you should be doing it to anybody right so right. you know when i when i turn off of that street and the, the promoter's mad at me because i'm leaving him i'm like this is what you've done and i have every right to leave you know you can't be upset with me but i'm not leaving you alone i'm going to send someone else so i send another ring announcer but i let him know i said look this is a it's a great promotion, but this is what happens. You yeah. know, and then after the year goes by, I talk to him again. And he goes, "Man," and I said, "What?" He goes, "Exactly what you said." You know, he started bouncing checks on me, and I said, "Yeah, that's the nature of the game, I and mean, it's yeah, it's, it's bad business sometimes." And is there Bridges, like a Bridges a
0: blacklist of different promoters that people are like, "Oh, don't work with
1: him," or or anything yeah, of that sort? I, I mean, I don't. I don't know how much uh, announcers talk, you know, in those circles. I know there's a, a Facebook. I don't have that, but I know there's a Facebook announcer group. Um, there's a PA announcer group on LinkedIn, and I, I don't really talk to anybody. Uh, but I allow, you know, not that I allow, but I'm open for people to reach out, you know, to me because that's pretty much the only way you can find me is on LinkedIn. Sure. Um, I do have an Instagram, but I haven't been on there since September. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty. I'm I'm pretty uh quiet about yeah. anything I do. I don't say where I'm going. And I just. I'm the same way. Low. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nobody needs to know. Nobody
1: cares. <laughs> and you, you, know, you that think they thing. don't care, but you know, it's like if I do a show somewhere, like I do a show in San Diego, and I go home, and and they're like, oh, "I saw you in San Diego. Why didn't you tell me you were here?" I said, "That's why." Yeah. That's why tell yep. you, if I tell you I'm here, then you're gonna say, "Let me get four tickets,"
0: you know? Right. Oh, that's true. True. I guess yeah. I, I'm I'm not in that mentality where I had to be concerned about that. So I understand yeah. that now, coming from your perspective. Um, it, and there's a couple of people, you know, that I've heard. You know, uh, there's a you know comedians that will wait to if they are doing something cool uh, at a particular spot, they will wait mm-hmm. till they leave and then they'll post it. Because then people, because before they yes. were doing that, people would just start showing up, and it would just be not a good time, yeah. you know. Because yeah. people, are, you know, everybody's human; they just want to chill, you know. They want to, you know, get their food. They want to do this, you know. They don't want yes. everybody coming up to them and, you know, swarming them, asking them for free tickets Absolutely. or whatever,
1: you know. No, Chris, it's it's seriously like sometimes I I I don't really stress out about work. I stress out about entertaining people that are coming to work. You know, and sure. it could be my wife and kids. Uh, yeah. They're great. They're simple because they'll come to the show or they won't come to the show. And I'll get them seats. They'll sit in the seats, you know, and hey, we're going to bounce. You know, yeah, then, cool. So they go, you know, they go back to the hotel or they'll go home. It's yeah. simple, you know. But then what I'll is the etiquette
0: and- that you ex- expect to, uh, typically for, for somebody to come up to you and, you know, they may know you? Are you, are you very much of like, don't bother me or are you much of a, no, uh, absolutely. You know,
1: no no absolutely not i i've never been that way i'm, I'm i would like to say yeah. i'm humble I'm i'm open to uh conversation i give my time uh, and i believe that sure. we should give our time you want to talk to me about ring announcing fine let's waste your time you know it's, it's <laughs> whatever but right. let me let me give you some more let me let me talk to you about jesus <laughs> you
0: yeah absolutely yeah if you want me some you value. Want my
1: time i'll give you some real time um, right. And I don't I do not do that to everybody. And I try to listen to God. and If he tells me to speak on or something, I'm going to speak up on something. Um, and thankfully, he hasn't asked me to really step out of the boat and, t- and touch sure. touch some touchy t- topics. Um, and I, my wife says, what would you do? You know, yeah. if you were told to do this a certain way, you know, or not say this. And I'm like, I don't know. Okay? That hasn't been presented to me yet. And I'm hoping it doesn't. Right, not playing devil's very lucky, beer, but yeah, I mean people get canceled for lesser, you know. And sure. I'm not even saying what I will or won't do, but it's it's a world where the the enemy wants to keep you quiet, and, yeah. and if you're not saying what they want you to say, they're going to find a way to get you quiet. Um, yeah. But I read the book. I read the book, and in the end, God wins. So yep, it's his Absolutely. playground. He can have all the fun he wants. in the end, every knee will bow. And people that say, well, I don't believe in all that. It's okay. You don't have to believe. Just because you don't believe doesn't mean it's not true. Right.
0: Have you felt like there is a real concern for the cancel culture in in UFC or in ring announcements or any of that
1: realm at all? No. I mean, look at who my boss is. Yeah. (laughs) If if somebody was going to get canceled, you know... Yeah, it would be him. I mean, Dana's, he speaks his mind. He has his own opinion. He doesn't. I don't believe he's sold out for any agendas, you know, and, and sure, I know he's not a Republican. I know he's not a Democrat. He just wants what's right, which I think we should all strive. He's just for. Dana. Just just go yeah. for what's right. And, and does he make mistakes? Of course yeah. he does. He's a flesh flesh heart beating human. You know, and we're all right. We're all vulnerable especially when you have money people really want you look at connor i mean people yeah. they know what you got and and they yeah. want it so yeah be mindful of who you surround yourself with and be mindful who you allow into your circle because man i tell you what jesus walked with 12 disciples and one of them gave him up and gave him up yep. for death and um, but that's a man who knew I mean, he knew yeah. he was going to be betrayed. He knew who was going to walk a, away from him. But we don't know. And like I said, the enemy can come in all shapes and forms and, and sound good and, and 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 look good and make himself sound perfect for your life. But the true reality is he wants to destroy it. So be very aware.
0: Yeah, it, yeah I, I don't, I don't, really I don't necessarily worry about it. Yeah. Uh, And I never really understood the mentality of uh, of people who, you know, are just trying to be your friend for that particular reason, or, you know, just trying to get at the the money that you've got, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because all of that is, as you said, is, is it's nothing. It's superficial. It's, it's, it's not going to be there when you're gone. You know, it's, you know, you want real authentic relationships, you know, not a monetary relationship. And then what, what happens when, when, yeah,
1: are you still my, are you still my friend when I'm not a UFC announcer or or not on television doing something that you think is cool? You know, are you still my friend when I'm broke and, and on the corner over here looking for a meal, (laughs) you know, it's like,
0: all right, (laughs) let's let's
1: find out the truth here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Be be that friend that is there outside of those things, you know. That's, yeah, character counts. That's, man. That's, that's exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether you're entertainment, you know, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, whatever. it Doesn't matter. Just have good character, be a good person, you know, and that yes. that itself is going to get you far, you know.
1: Just what a what a, what a world we could have, right? I mean, if we all I just know. treated each other with with love and and, and kindness, yeah and not even we don't even have to love on everybody but just be respectful man i was driving i was on the marta train here in atlanta going down to the airport and this kid gets on and he sits on the top of the seat and just hawks up a loogie spits it in the middle of the floor oh god that's so gross don't do that don't do that he goes he goes what i said just spit on the floor man because i don't care right i said man please care and then the train comes to a stop and another loogie, he spits it on the window and walks off. And I was like, oh my gosh, but these kids got off with him and they said, man, did you just spit on the floor? Did you spit on the window? I was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, that's good. We should correct each other. You know, I mean, yeah. what he was doing was complete defiance. He's mad at whatever he's mad at. And, sure. And I feel bad for, her. I feel bad for people yeah. like that. And and that's a lot of times, like I tell, I tell dads like dad, stay in your kids' life. Yeah. Too many kids don't have dads. I had no dad for a long time and it jacked me up. Yep. Too many kids today don't have dads. Like you go make a you make a baby, you got a responsibility for at least 18 years to so live up to yep. it. Yes. And I agree. It, it matters so so much.
0: It's I so agree. important. Yeah, and not to go back to the, the Luby thing but that is such a pet peeve. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was uh, I used next to, to, to s- my wife,
1: and I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I used to see. Uh, I would see every once in a while musicians be on stage, and they'll they'll spit on the stage floor, and I'm like, "Don't do that, man. That's this is your house. <laughs> you know, you're performing. Yeah. This is your house. You take care of it. You know, just <sighs> like the earth is your house. You know, you yeah. don't do that. You know, if you got to yeah. spit, just you know, swallow it."
1: I don't know. I too have done do questionable <laughs> things, man. I'm not saying I'm, I'm high mighty and perfect. I mean, oh, I sure. make mistakes all the time. So right. I don't, want, we all I don't want anybody out there to think that I'm, that I'm like trying to toot my horn, that yeah. I'm all good. Cause trust me, I'm, I'm a sinner verified hundred percent. I make mistakes every right. single day. I say the wrong things yeah, to well, my I mean, kids, you know, I say the wrong things to my wife. I say the wrong things to, to my people. And I, but I, yep. I constantly am seeking forgiveness and grace because that's, what's been given to me. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, being mistakes is what's part of growing and being a, a better version of yourself every day. I mean, that's, yeah. there's, there's no perfect person. It's just, you wake up every day, just trying to be the best version of yourself, you know, yeah. and just try again tomorrow, you know, and the next day, you know, and that's, that's what it's about. So yeah. yeah. So, uh, how is it? Uh, t- like, what is it like working with the UFC team? Working with Dana, you know, uh, is it a different yeah. atmosphere versus some of
1: the other uh, teams that you've worked with? Absolutely, absolutely. This is UFC, Zuffa, you know, Endeavor. Everybody that I've worked with, man, you would not. Some of the guys you wouldn't even know what capacity they work in, and they're higher ups, the high brass, sure. um, because they're so humble. You know, and, and I think it's the only company I've ever worked with where there are very few, if not, they're very hard to spot attitudes. Mm. You know, like there's some people you're I like, like oh, hot and cold. You never know what you're going to get on this one. <laughs> uh sure. But with Zufa, man, I mean, I know. I know the character of these people. I mean, we do life together. When we were during pandemic times, I mean, we were all we had. You know, we spent... Yeah. I spent 27 and 19 days on five Island and we were all, we had, you know, we had no, we had no, uh, intimate connection with home. I couldn't hug my kids every day. Um, so you get around people that are like-minded. So I hung out with, with AL three, Albert Linesis, He's the the DJ for UFC and a great story. You talk about perseverance and he's a great story of how he got his role with UFC and, um, and uh, Matthew Valenzuela you know, we were the three amigos man. We had breakfast yeah. lunch and dinner together every day and then one of the cameramen, um, Alan Vit he was my nighttime buddy so he'd come over to my room and we'd watch uh, Ted lasso or whatever we I love that yeah we caught it in its first season. I'm like, bro, let's check this yeah. out So right. he was my he was my uh, my show buddy you know and we just yeah. did that every night. You yeah know. what did you times, uh think man. about
0: the last season uh the last episode i didn't watch put it too man. much spoiler I,
1: oh no i read, okay. yeah i read too i read too much um hate on it Then i'm like you know sure. what i'm gonna i'm gonna wait till there's nothing left to watch so i'm streaming different yeah. stuff right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just, uh, I heard it was I a mean not a to, bummer though
0: it, it okay so not to put too <laughs> much spoilers out there i love the show but I would have wanted the last episode for that season to go differently. I, I think it was very nice the way they did it. Um yeah. But it's still it was still a great show, still a great episode. Um, you know, the great cast. They did very good job with you know yeah. st- um, structuring the story together. Uh, I was impressed ever since you know season one episode one. You know, I, I've never been that much involved into a show. You know, it, yeah. it was just very well done. So.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed
0: it myself. Yes. Yeah. Did you, what other shows do you watch? You watching the Game of Thrones stuff or any of that or
1: no? I I was into that until we went in the motorhome, and then it's yeah. just like I I forgot about TV for a year, bro. I mean, I didn't sure. I didn't watch baseball. I didn't watch anything. Really? I was like, wow. Like the only thing I cared about was Ohio State football and basketball <laughs> you know, that whole time. That was man. Just, that sounds really I, nice. I retired from, uh, baseball announcing after 22 years sure, and, and it was like leaving a girlfriend that you really liked, you know, but you knew, yeah, you, had to, yeah. you had to end it. And, uh, that's what that was. So yeah. rather than, rather than, uh, scratch the itch, I just didn't watch baseball you know, sure. for, for a few years. I'm, sh- I'm yeah. ashamed to say, cause I was a lifer, man. I, yeah. I grew up loving and listening and watching baseball, you know, for, for so what, long.
0: How, how much of a transition was that you know getting out of uh, baseball into into fighting i mean that's what well, I,
1: I didn't leave baseball for fighting i, I oh, did all okay. of it at the same time um, oh i But see. i okay. had to leave i had to leave baseball for us to go on the road mm, um i okay. could still fly two fights because that wasn't a big deal but sure. flying back to the stadium you know for games just didn't make sense so right. when, when we decided to do it my wife says look we're gonna go one hundred percent, yeah. And and do this thing for real, or we're just gonna wait till baseball season's over with. Because my daughter wanted to go to Dollywood for her ninth birthday. Oh, okay. And I yep. I figured, hey, we'll just do a two week loop, come back, finish sure. baseball season. She goes, I'm not coming back. It's 115 yeah. degrees here, and I'm not sitting in a motorhome <laughs> for the summer, so you can have your glory goodbye. I'm like, fine, we're leaving then, July third, right. you know. July third was my last game. July fifth, we left California. So yeah. that was it. Yeah. How was, was uh, how was Dolly
0: World? We're uh, we're going Dollywood. There in oh. Yeah, Dolly Dollywood. Great man. Yeah.
1: yeah it's great. Yeah. It's such a blast. I mean, they have the, the the water side and they have the the roller coaster side. You know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know much blasted. about
0: it other than it's Dolly Parton's thing. You know. <laughs> you, I mean, I where do. Where do you live currently? Where do you live? Milwaukee. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. 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 So, well,
0: technically, East Troy. I just, nobody knows where East Troy is. So I just say Milwaukee. Um, all right. But yeah, yeah if you North know South Alpine West. Valley, uh, I'm right by Alpine Valley, which is where okay. like Stevie Ray Vaughn had his helicopter crash um, like 20 yeah. plus years ago. Yeah. He's a guitar player. Um, but yeah, I just saw like Willie Nelson yesterday and. Um, who was really Robert joy. Plant and Allison Krause. That dude that yeah. dude was
1: 100 when I was a kid. Willie
0: Nelson. yeah, <laughs> Wilson, yeah he's 91 now.
1: <laughs> <That> <laughs> and he's still nice. he's
0: still yeah. going strong. Yeah. He's still yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. I was very thoroughly impressed that he was still out there, you know, just killing cool. it, you know. Yeah. But yeah man uh, I will keep you for too much longer uh I appreciate you coming on here you know I'd love to you know chat again you know whenever you get some free time you know I'd love to have you come back on and you know yeah, can, you know talk more um but yeah no yeah i like i said i i um I'm glad that you were able to find um your path and you know uh you're doing well in your in your in your role and you're being a good your good father you know i i i look up to you in that sense so um uh, uh,
1: congratulations
0: on that, you know, and uh, give a lot of kudos
1: to you, man. It's the, that's the hardest job, Chris, in in being a parent. It, uh, yeah, it's the it's a thankless job. I think initially, hopefully, you you will expect your kids. I think maybe at some point to say thanks, Dad, thanks, Mom. Yep, you know for, for, for what you did, uh, but sure. that's not what we're seeking. You know, right. we're we're kingdom building, and we're looking to to build good people. Uh, to go out and make and be world changers, you know, make a yeah. difference in the world and make a make a positive difference. You know, do yeah. Good, make make changes and, and, and live right, live a right life. Yeah. Uh, but it's Absolutely. a terrifying job, terrifying job, because yep. you see the, the forces that they're being presented to them, the, the the ways that are easy, we're, we're a microwave generation, when we need to slow down and be slow cooked, you know, we want everything yeah. that quick. Um, and sometimes we need to just slow life down, which is what we did with my daughter this year. She had some struggles in high school as a freshman and said, you know what, we need to slow life down for her. So let's take all these devices out of her existence and let's just spend time and let's, let's read, let's talk, let's, let's do therapy. Let's, let's sit down with a therapist. Let's find out where these hurts come from or, or the anxiousness or whatever you're dealing with. Because. Kids don't often talk to their parents. And if you had that connection with your kid and they'll just tell you everything, God, don't ruin it. You know, yeah. don't judge them. Don't don't hold it over their head when they make mistakes. Let them trust you, because if they can't trust you, they're gonna trust somebody else. And whoever's yeah. speaking into their life could be, you know, the giving person. them the wrong messages. Yep, so, exactly, yep. Yeah. And yeah, I've learned absolutely. that the hard way, trust me, man. And if my yeah. wife wasn't who she is and the way she is, I don't think my kids would even talk to me because I, sure. I can get a bit preachy on them. And I'm like, dang, dude, no one ever yeah. preached to me, but here I yeah. come flying out with the yeah. Bible says, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And my That's wife's spotting. like, eh, you need to turn around and go look at that Bible and see what it really says. Yeah. You're giving the wrong message here. <laughs> like, right, right, Ouch. right. It's a lot yeah. of passion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, man. But no, we, we want the best for our kids and, yeah. I think we all do. We want the best for kids. You know, yep. this this uh I was able to volunteer this weekend at a thing called Forward Conference in Atlanta and to see eleven thousand plus teenage kids just surrender and and receive and, and worship and and listen and be so attentive and, and in tune and craving Jesus. I was like, wow. Man, this is yeah. a movement. What is This amazing is a experience. revolution, a true revolution. Because yeah. The devil doesn't care about Chris. He doesn't care about Joe. The world doesn't care about us because we're on our way out. But he cares about those kids. And he wants those kids because that's yeah. the next generation that will change the world. And if they're going after yes. God, he wants them even worse. So our right. kids need to be built up and know who they are uh, before they're sent out into yeah. the world. Have that compass set. Absolutely. And don't veer off the path. So I pray all kids yeah. out there listening that God yeah. goes before you and prepares your path that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, God will condemn, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen to that.
0: When are we, uh, when's your next uh, announcement? When uh, what are we going to Saturday, see man. Saturday, we're live
1: at the Apex in Vegas. Cool. Well, that'll be fun. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll be it's watching gonna you. It's going be good. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, yeah, man. So I got the next two two weeks. I got the show and then the 15th and then I'm off uh, for about a month. You know, it's yeah. like, what do you do when okay. you're off for a month? I don't know. I, just, yeah. I do it. I'm, I'm yeah. on an app called Different ballpark DJ. Figure it so out every day. Anybody. Yeah. Okay. If anybody has a baseball team or a softball team and you want some names done, your kid's name, ballpark DJ is an app and you can find okay. me on there and I'll voice your teams for you.
0: Good to know. <laughs> I'll spread the message. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, Joe, it was nice talking to you, man. We'll uh, let you go. All
1: right, Chris, stay in touch, and uh, all the best to you, buddy. Thank you for having me.